Four Tall Sisters, a book club podcast about the books written by Tamara Pierce. <laughs> oh my god. I'm Risa. I'm Ariana, and I'm talking through your intro, and I'm sorry, sister. And that's the intro. That's the intro. That's it. <laughs> so, what book did we read? Oh, actually, before we get going, mm-hmm. I want to say that apparently... Tammy has a Patreon. She do. So it seems like a couple years ago she had a bunch of health issues. Um, and so she's not able to write fast enough right now to make enough money to, like, subsist. Because her health problems are stopping her from writing very quickly. So she has a Patreon right now to cover the cost of living as well as she just takes care of, like... All of the feral cats yeah. in her area. She has a feral cat colony, and I have to say, life goals. I know, honestly. <laughs> so they like it costs them money and stuff to do trap and release. Mm-hmm. Um, to trap neuter release is what they do. Um, and so they do that. They feed them and stuff like that. They make sure they take them to the vet and stuff. So she wants to be able to do all that still. Mm-hmm. So if you want to become a patron of her, like you just find her under Tamara Pierce on, it's also linked on her website. And apparently if you're a patron, which I'm very close to just doing um, <laughs> for like $5 and up, you get to get like writing um, like updates nice. of what she's doing. And I'm like, I mean, I mean, it. I wouldn't be opposed (laughs) to knowing these things. I'm still waiting for the next um, Numeric Chronicles book to to come out. I'll be real. I am currently waiting on the next Circle of Magic book. I know. We're supposed to learn more about Triss. I want my fucking Triss book, and I want it now, Tammy. Triss goes to to university. That's literally just the Triss book. Triss goes to university. Which, love it. Okay, but what book are we talking about tonight, sister? Tonight, we are talking about Wolf Speaker, the second in the Immortals uh, Quartet. Yeah, so Wolf Speaker. Wolf Speaker. Um, all in all, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, such a good book. It really is. Like, I wouldn't say it's, it, I mean, like, it's still obviously one of her, like, beginning books, but I feel like in this one, she really found her voice and I really enjoy mm-hmm. the way that the story flows. It's very dense. It is. And when I say dense, I mean, it's just that it's jam-packed. For real. Never never a dull moment. Never a sitting. Well, and even when it is, like, there are parts when, like, Dane is just sitting there, like, because she doesn't. But at the same time, she's sitting there and she's like practicing her magic let's get into the fucking synopsis i guess let's do it let's yeah um i had a bit of a breakdown writing it it's okay Um, sister it's okay it's just trying to trying to make a synopsis that isn't as long as the book it's difficult i think we did a good job it's only seven pages long this time booyah so what was the last one i'm pretty sure the last one was shorter it was like eight no it was like (laughs) oh really yeah to be fair we used different formatting this time yeah, we did. It, it's definitely shorter. We used it's notes instead of, instead of book report form. <laughs> yeah, this time I was like, I'm writing an outline. Yeah. Because that's the only way I can make sure I'm not just going like, okay, what happened in this section? Okay, what happened? Mm-hmm. And then just writing down everything. 
you want the Tamara Pierce books without any of the flowery uh, descriptions <laughs> or, or uh, conversations, <laughs> tune in to Come Tortal on down to Tortal Sisters. <laughs> but yeah. We got you really bad synopses. We got... <laughs> We got you. You sassy synopses. We got you. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. We just like alternating bullet points. <laughs> the bullet points get really long. They they do. They are. My husband was like, um, that's not a bullet point anymore if it's a whole paragraph. And I was like, fuck off. It's next so. to a bullet point. It is. <laughs> We begin the book as Brokefang, the leader of the Long Lake Wolf Pack, calling Dane and Numair uh, to come and help their pack. This is the pack that helped Dane avenge her family's deaths um, in Snowsdale after the hunters came after her. Um, this, uh, the pack she went mad with. Brokefang had sent two uh, wolves in his pack to go find Dane and her companions and bring them back to the Long Lake, as the wolves call it, to talk to the humans on their behalf. Dane, along with Kitten, a.k.a. Skysong, her small dragon charge, who, just a great addition to this book, like, just, yeah. mwah. Uh, and Numair, less important. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, though, he is. Uh, oh, and Cloud is also there, her pony. Oh, yes. Very important. Cloud, as well as um, Mangle and... Um, um... Spot? Yes, Spot. Thank you. Mangle and Spot. Um, <laughs> uh, come to the visit to, to come to visit the Long Lake under orders to check into the disappearances of a group of the Queen's riders as well as twenty Tortalian soldiers while they while they're Tortalian? there. What? You said Tortalian. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> because my brain saw two L's and instead of it it turned one of them into an I. Um uh, they meet up with the majority of the pack, the ones who come to show her to the current dwellings, and she hears the story of why Brokefang has called her to come help. Brokefang tells her that the humans who live in the valley are cutting down the forest, digging holes, and scaring all the game away. When asked why they don't just find another home, break... break phone. <laughs> Brokefang says that he has already been driven from his home once in Snowsdale. He won't let the humans ruin this place as well. Numair notes how unwolf-like Brokefang has become, and Dane realizes it must be from when Brokefang licked her wounds when she was injured by the bandits who killed her family. And there's a touching little, like, vignette back into when that happened. Oh my god, it's so, oh, Yeah, heartbreaking. Murder me. <laughs> um... While the wolves are out hunting, Numair and Dane... Wait, yes. Numair and Dane are visited by her old friend, the Badger. I feel like friend really needs to be in quotes there, sister. <laughs> yeah. The, the Badger says many things, but the two most important things are that, one, he is the first Badger, which makes him a lesser god. And two, Dane needs to continue growing her powers. He tells her to try and join minds with an animal, and she might be surprised what she can do. After he leaves, she once again kicks herself for not asking the identity of her father. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, Dane, <laughs> Dane tries to join with Cloud, her pony, like the Badgers had said, but she found that their brains were too different for her to join with Cloud, for the moment at least. Cloud suggests that she try with another hunter, like a wolf. The next morning, Dane's entire company of Numair and various animals start their journey again <laughs> to the entire Long Lake pack. As they travel, they see storm wings overhead, and Brokefang tells her that the humans brought them and other mages to the valley. 
Numair comments that it sounds a lot like something Emperor Ozorn of Karthak would do. Hmm. Ozorn is the one suspected of bringing the immortals from the divine realms and into the mortal realm. After the Stormwings leave, Dane and Numair find the blackened remains of the missing Queen's writers. Also, very early on, we are given this message uh, from everyone being like, Dane, don't just immediately hate people based on what they are. Because <laughs> she's like, I'm going to kill these Stormwings. And Numera's like, they didn't they do have anything a, to they us. They haven't done shit, kid. They haven't done <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> and he's just, and she's like, yeah, but we got to kill them. <laughs> it's like, uh, calm down. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. That's the end of the first chapter. Chapter two. It was. <laughs> It was like the the these blackened remains Ooh. of the missing queen's writers. Bum bum bum. On their way back to the pack's home, <laughs> they spot an island in the lake, and Numer declares that it is Fife uh, Dunlath of Tortal. Uh, Brokefang tells them that there are forts with soldiers at both the north and south ends of the valley. That's gonna be important, you guys. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> meaning that Fife Dunlap is far more heavily guarded than a Fife their size has any right to be. Continuing on their way, Dane notices that the pack are all making piles, marking piles of meat on the trail with urine. The pack explain that the Fife has a wolf hunter who leaves poisoned meat and traps about, and they are showing him what they think of them. It worries Dane that the wolves she loves are acting very unwolf-like. They arrive at the ca- I just want everyone to understand that I did write most of this synopsis while quite drunk on tequila. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of verb misconjugation because English is very hard when I'm drunk. And it's very upsetting that I don't live with anyone who speaks Spanish because <laughs> that would make things a whole lot easier. They're there. Uh, they arrive at the caves where the pack has been living and meet Frostfur, Brokefang's mate, and all the year's pups. Oh, the pups. The puppies. Kitten is sad to find that the pups are afraid of her, but Russet, one of the adult wolves, quickly helps her feel better by playing with her. <laughs> it's so cute. So, like, he, he like Kitten gets really sad because the pups are afraid of her, and Russet's like, why is she upset? They are only pups. They don't know any better. And Dane's like, well, I mean, Kitten's just a pup herself, really. Aww. And then Russet, like, feels bad and goes to... Like, because oh, she's that's so touching. Kittens sit in there playing with rocks, and so a, a big old wolf comes over and starts nudging the rocks too, and it's like, oh no! It's so good. My heart. When the pack returns from the hunt, Brokefang offers for Dane to practice her joining with him. It's the, the joining situation, I, the words just happen, and you guys need to understand what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Just it understand. takes her a moment, but she's able to join her mind with Broke Fangs and is able to see through his eyes and his senses. At the shock of seeing her own body from the outside, she returns to her body very tired from their practice. Yeah, well. The next day, Nomer tries to scry, but discovers that the entire valley is covered by an occult net? Dunlath is already obscured by being so close to the magic that spills out of the city of the gods, so the added net makes it like a secret within a secret. <laughs> Numera says this net will warn if any magic is used, but scrying is passive, so he's okay, and wild magic won't set it off. They then go, <laughs> that's very convenient for them, um, they then go with Brokefang, Fleetfoot, and Shortsnout <laughs> to see the northern edge of the lake. They find a 
mining operation oh my god i cannot read today i'm sorry mining operation being manned mostly by scraggly looking ogres who dane thinks are slaves numer says that dunlath used to have opal mines but they had dried up years before years ago god damn <laughs> brokefang tells him about an earthquake last year that could have shown the humans more after returning to camp and having supper dane asks russet if she can practice joining with him and he readily agrees after she returns to herself, the rest of the pack returns from the hunt. And also, that's the time when she has, where she, no, it's not that time. It's with, never mind. Um, oh, no, it's yeah. the next time. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they say they ate a farmer's sheep, which alarms Dane, knowing eating a farmer's animal is something that could drive farmers to killing, to killing the wolves. <sighs> they assured her that they hid the remains to the, the remains of the sheep in a pit <laughs> so the farmers would never know. Another very unwolf-like behavior, which alarms Dane further. Honestly, that wouldn't alarm me. That makes me think, oh, good. They're capable of saving themselves. This is good. Why does she not see it that way? Like, I agree. It, it feels like a weird perversion she, of nature, and, and I get that. Like, I think she feels like she is, like, taking away their wolfness. Just by being around them I mean, still, and causing yeah, them to feel dumb. more, they they're still acting have, more human-like. They still have their Oh, yeah. No, definitely. That's the thing. They're just that's enhanced. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things in this book yeah. that she does examine. Like, you're not imposing your will on them, so you don't have to be, yeah. like, you don't have to feel guilty for changing them. Yeah. Like, humans also are changed by being around you and as you all grow together, and you're going to affect your friends' personalities as well. Like, yeah, how it goes. The next morning, Numer and Dane go into the village of Fife Dunlath and inquire at the inn for two rooms. They then find out that Kitten can unlock locks, as evidenced by her unlocking one between their two rooms. The mage then tells Dane that they are going to up to the castle for dinner. And yes, she has to wear a dress. <laughs> At the castle, they meet Tate, the hunter, after the wolves, and his very serious hunting dogs, who all immediately act like puppies upon seeing Dane. Uh, <laughs> you're good dogs, aren't you? Yes, you are. <laughs> um, uh, the man is telling the rulers of the fife, Lady Elaine, and her husband, Belden, and her younger sister, Lady Mora. That I always said it Mora. Mora? Like Laura. Yeah. Okay. Mora works. Uh, Mora, that the wolves are mocking him. After everyone is introduced, another mage enters the room, one who recognizes Numair as Aram Draper from the University of Karthak. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. The mage ends up being Tristan Staghorn, who's an asshole in the Numair Chronicles hey. as well, <laughs> um, who studied at the University of Karthak with Numair, which you can read about in Tempest and Slaughter. Wow! Actually, after rereading this, after having read that i'm like this i it, i yeah it makes me i know i have more feelings <laughs> <laughs> i have more feelings i have more feelings yeah. i think that reading emperor mage is going to really that's gonna be, be crazy yeah that'll be wild okay <laughs> um who studied at the University of Karthak with Numair. Introductions are done. Yolanda knows that Dane's last name, Sarastri, means that she is Yolaine. a faster. Yolaine. Her name is and Yolaine. I know. <laughs> Did I say Yolanda? Yolanda. I mean, that's a real name, so like... <laughs> Yolanda. Yolanda. <laughs> You're just lucky I 
didn't type it in, Yelena. Ah. <laughs> uh, oof. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yelena is a bitch. That Yelena. all we have to know. Yelena is is crody. Like she is, yeah. and she hates cats. Yeah. I'm gonna beat this out, but she's a. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That she's a. All she's you need not to know. a good person. She's not. Um, and she hates cats, as I said. Uh, dinner is served. Dane is sat with the 10-year-old Lady Mara, who assures her that no one will pay any- them any attention. <laughs> she, she's just like, they don't, they don't care. Don't, like, don't worry about they it, piss off the, Like They piss off the servants enough that that's why all of the food is cold. <laughs> but they, they keep it warm for me. Yeah, so it's just it's harder okay. with the soup. You're at my table, so you should get treated better. But you won't have your food spit in. <laughs> uh, after dinner, Dane, much to Numair's displeasure, addresses the Lord and Lady about what the wolves has a- have asked her to do. They poke fun at her and tell her that no, they won't stop ruining the valley because it's theirs and they can do what they want with it. And that's too real. Yeah, I was <laughs> just. I was like. I, why is it? I feel like the first time I read this, that seemed stupid because it was like, what? Why would grownups why do this? Do <laughs> yeah, but now, now as it doesn't. Adults, it's, it's, and seeing the world, it's just as, as it stupid. Is. It's just depressing now. It, yeah, it's like wow, it's idiotic, and yet, you know, something that would happen. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. It's like Krypton. Okay. Um... <laughs> Let's just send they one poke baby. fun at her. They say no, they won't. Dane and Numer leave, though Dane doesn't regret addressing them because she never could have faced Broke Fang again if she hadn't. And uh, Numer says that he wishes he could have been more brave like her, which I liked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after they get back, they go to sleep. But around midnight, Numer comes to wake Dane up to tell her that they need to leave immediately. He tells her that Tristan put night bloom in his drink he assures her he didn't drink it and that they need to get out immediately and go send word to king jonathan about what's going down in dunlap down in dunlap <laughs> yeah uh, what's going down in dunlap do uh numer i almost read that as hurries something and and then i thought you were something burries numer buries some things for insurance which he then has to use when he feels that they know he's missing. Yeah. As they're searching the, as they're searching the occult net for him, he sets up, so the mages in general. Yeah. The, with Tristan. Oh, I didn't write, there are four other mages yes. as well who are just there. Um, two of whom Numer also knows from Karthak. And then another couple that just are like, there, saying that they're merchants. <laughs> and like, not in not a very believable way. They're just like, yeah, yeah we're merchants. Uh, they're they're like, they're like the mobsters who show up and they're like, yeah, we're in the sanitation business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Where were we? So he, oh yeah, D- Numair sets off to uh, simulacra. S- simulacra. Thank you. Um, of himself going in different directions. So basically, he makes. Like, uses, like, the essence of himself to, like, to throw Tristan off where he's going. And doing it in a sloppy way, because basically he's like, Tristan does not expect me to be able to do anything. He thinks I am a shit-for-brains academic (laughs) who only knows, like, nonsense uh, 
spells and like I don't want to ruin that image. Which getting a lot of thom here. <laughs> Yeah. But, like, in a smart way, <laughs> instead yeah. of a, a spiteful way. Yeah, so it's like, ah. Um, so he sends those out. But then Dane realizes that she has to stay and help the pack, and he has to go without her. Numer reluctantly does leave her and Kitten with the pack as he goes to tell the king of what they've seen. Bum bum. When the pack returns to their den, Dane tells them about what the two-leggers and Dunlass said. The pack tell her it doesn't matter. They, they are taking things into their own hands. Pause. Uh, they then show her that they stole all of the axes and saws from the logging camp, which is super impressive. <laughs> How did the wolves carry two-man saws? Like, I'm just imagining them. Okay, come on, we got it. Like, just, yeah. what are they doing? Um... <laughs> <laughs> just being great. <laughs> Claiming they can no longer chop down trees, chop, chop trees down if they have no tools. Dane is once again shocked and upset by her friend's human-like behavior. After Dane awakes, Frostfur demands that Dane call game to them and sulks when Dane tells her no. Um, after everyone is fed, though, Dane practices joining this time with the female wolf battle. After that, when she when she comes back to her body, I, things get real bare bones from here. Otherwise, I was going to spend way too long. Um, but when she gets back into her body after joining with battle, she like itches her nose and for a second thinks it feels furry. But Uh-oh. but then she touches it again and it's fine. And she's like, it's the madness. It's I'm creeping just back in. Cra- you know, I'm just crazy. It's like, girl, come on. Um, after that, she sleeps until the afternoon when she then practices joining with Brokefang, noting how it gets easier every time. When she does join with Brokefang, this time she realizes just how human-like his brain has become. It upsets her and she blames herself, which Cloud tells her off for. Because that's what Cloud is there for. Um, the next day, Dane finds an injured squirrel after the pups run out and play in the meadow. She heals the squirrel, then she is cornered by a beast called a cold fang, with the body of a large lizard and the tail of a rattlesnake. I imagine it as, like, a fucking, um, what are they, monitor lizards? Yeah, I kind of imagine a giant but monitor, like, like, like... Yes, and then with the rattlesnake tail. Like, I'm I'm feeling, like, alligator size, uh... yeah. Like, monitor lizard, but yeah. uh, also fucking, they bring a bunch of, like, cold with them. And I guess that they're beaded in in, in green. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what that means, but, like. <laughs> it basically, I'm thinking, like, um, it, like, you know like how. Like, more raised. Um, um, yeah, like, chameleons mm-hmm. have, like, the more bumpy yeah. bits to them. I was, I was thinking that as, like, their skin texture. Uh, oh, right. Uh, cold fang with the body of a large lizard and tail of a rattlesnake. There we go. The pups and kitten try to fight the monster, but it turns to stone. The work of a basilisk named Taka! Taka. 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 I, I definitely say Taka. Taka. Like, with that, like, lengthened A. I don't know why. <laughs> because that's obviously what it's supposed to be. Taka. <laughs> Uh, Taka explains that cold fangs go after thieves, and Dane realizes it's because of the tools the wolves stole. Taka joins them on their way back to the to warn the pack, which, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> Taka is, like, my entire heart. Yes. Um, I love this character so much. Mm-hmm. He is just... I, I imagine <laughs> him... So he's all, a basilisk. Basilisk. Sorry, which is also described as being like a lizard on his hind legs, though. Mm. 
So, but my brain kind of makes him look like um, the Geico Gecko. <laughs> I can see that. Um, or sometimes I can see him more as like, you know, that um, the high council lady in uh, Lilo and Stitch? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can get kind that too. Kind of more like her. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a more rounded body, but I can see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like her merged with the Geico Gecko. <laughs> and there you have what I think Taka looks like. And he turns things into stone and then eats the stone. Yes. But he's got he's got to let the cold fang sit there for like a decade at least before it's yeah. good. After Taka explains who and what he is and, and that he snuck through to the mortal realm when Tristan was bringing other immortals. They also, he's just like, yeah, I snuck through. I wanted to go on a vacation. <laughs> it's like, I was so fucking tired of that place. I was bored. Like, do you know <laughs> how many awesome rocks there are to eat here? <laughs> Um, they all decide to move the pack to another den away from the dead Coldfang. Taka turns all the stolen tools to stone before they leave, so that even if the men find them, they won't be able to use them. Which, Which like, fucking awesome. Yeah, like, did we know he could do that? No. <laughs> like, he could just turn anything to stone, that's amazing! Yeah. It's not just living things, it's everything. Also, he speaks dragon, so he can talk he to kitten. He can speak any language. Yeah, so, with, um... With Kitten, uh, oh. Dane can't understand her because she's too young to mind speak. Yes. And Dane doesn't know Dragon. Uh, but <laughs> Taka is able to talk to her because he also he speaks Dragon. Yes. So they can just talk to each other in Dragon. Which How fucking awesome is, is that? so great because uh, apparently Kitten slash Sky Song has had a lot to say and no one to say it to. <laughs> yeah. But my favorite part is... is Taka meets a uh, fucking um, uh, kitten for the first time and goes, well, hello there. Where's your mommy? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> kitten's like, that's my mom. <laughs> right there. And Taka's like, so you fucking stole a dragon? Like, and she's like, no, bitch. no, <laughs> no, that's not it. Don't turn me to stone. <laughs> but then Taka's like, oh, I mean, you're just a child yourself. I see. Yeah. Also, Kitten is just basically a cousin of mine, so <laughs> I won't ha bore you with the details on how dragons and basilisks are kind of, I cannot say basilisks. Basilisks. Basilisks um, are, like, vaguely related. And because there should never be more than one basilisk in a room. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree, but he's really cool, yes. and I love him. I adore him. And I, I had forgotten he was in this, so that was an awesome <laughs> remembering. Anyway, uh, after narrowly avoiding Stormwings, Dane's company returns, runs into the 10-year-old Lady Mora of Dunlath. She has obviously run away from home, but her horse left her after seeing the wolves. Mora says she can't sleep in the same place as her sister and brother-in-law, but won't say why. They find then that there is a force field surrounding the entire valley. They test it, and only Taka can go through it. Dane warns the people, the capital P, so all the animals of the valley. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's just, it's hard to decipher, <laughs> like, verbally, audibly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She warns the capital P people in the valley to <laughs> not run into the force field, and then her company, with Mora in tow, moves on to the caves, because she figured out it was there because a fucking starling just smashed Died. into it. And yeah. She was like, oh my god, you dumb dumb. She, she, she scared the shit out it. of a sparrow. 
But yeah. Um, while cooking supper, I don't, they just, every time I looked, it said supper. So I wrote supper. They just um, supper, I think. Yeah, like, they just, and that's then, it. And it's then supper. She'll, she'll feed kitten something the next morning, which was part of their supper the night before. Oh, or Mora at one point does make um, corn cakes? Oat cakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, while cooking supper, a bat colony comes to greet Dane, getting a scream out of Mora when they arrive. Dane then asks to join with one of the bats, and one of them obliges. With her with her bat, she goes out to check how big the force field is, and figures out it's over the entire valley. She also meets a hurric, a horse with bat wings and claws instead of hooves, and forward-facing eyes. That is so ter- like terrifying. Okay. A predator yeah. horse. That's honestly horrifying. But also, I would like to note, they are described as having bat wings, but Hurok is supposed to be the combination of horse and hawk. Oh, you're right. She did specifically but even say that. But they very specifically always have bat wings. So I am very confused by who decided to name them that Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the the Hurok talks to the bat, because um, the bat's a... a nosy little bitch and it's like what is this i have to investigate and the hurric is like go away flapper um or squeaker squeaker he called him a squeaker yeah but they call stormwings flappers yeah that's yeah that's where my brain yeah. was they everyone is calling everyone some kind of like squeaker nibbler yeah it's it's um, like <laughs> when you're reading a, a a vampire novel and everybody's got like oh yeah the blood suckers oh yeah we call them the blood donators if, you know there's everybody's got their stupid names for things and you're like okay okay everybody just yeah. call things what they are please um and the hurric tells the bat that it is a slave to the mages there it has like a slave collar it's real fucked up yeah like, real fucked up. Uh, when she returns to her body, she finds that she feels like she has bat ears instead of human ears. But she decides that she's probably crazy for some fucking reason. Because when you know that you have magic, you should just assume you're crazy. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> like, good God. The next morning, <laughs> Mora was telling Dane that she can't talk about why she ran away when an ear-splitting sound like a bell being struck from the inside occurs. They run to to its origin to find that Numair is on the outside of the force field, trying to break through. Taka goes through to tell him what is going on, also to make that him, to stop making that goddamn noise. <laughs> After Taka leaves, Stormwings arrive. However, this time, they are not there as foes. They are there as Mora's friends. The main one, Lord uh, Rikash. I, I pronounced it Rikash. Rikash. <laughs> um, I accidentally spelled it for the first two times uh, as Rakish. <laughs> Rakish. Rakish. The rakish storm storm wing. <laughs> I know. Mm. Tammy is like, yes, I am writing a romance novel about storm wings now. Oh, God. Uh, Lord Rakash seems to genuinely care for Mora and won't force her to go back to the castle, even though he totally could. Um, <laughs> after he leaves, Mora tells Dane that she left because she overheard Yolaine, Belgian, and Tristan plotting treason. Dane writes it all down and has Taka take it to Numer, insert... Funny story about Numair breaking out of stone, page 150, 151. Yes. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, the first time he comes through, like, uh, Numair is like, fucking monster, get it. And uh, so Taka's like, okay, pause. Let me just turn you to stone. And after only a few seconds, he's able to break out of it. And rather than continuing to be upset, he goes, okay, can you do that again? I want to see if I can do that again. It's like, 
Okay, rather than trying to just replicate. Yeah. Let's, let's continue very, with what I was doing. Yeah. Very, very funny, though, because then he's like, he tells he Dane, this also works with dragons. If you tell them that, you know, we can take, we can do our experiments and take longer with them, <laughs> they, they'll, you yeah. know, they'll stop. Academics and dragons. They're, they're, yeah. they're knowledge hoarding beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she joins with a marmot on the other side of the force field so that she can know what he says. Numer tells her through Quick Munch the Marmot <laughs> to go try to see how many soldiers are at each fort and that the lioness and other help is on the way. Yay, help. When Dane comes back to her body, she finds that she has a marmot's mouth and nose. Mora sees this and freaks out, which makes Dane happy because she thought she was crazy, but this means it's real. When Takal returns, he agrees to watch over Mora while Dane goes to check the forts. He also reveals that he's been eating black opals for dessert. He eats rocks like it's fine, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Which means... This is Reese's notes, okay? (laughs) He eats rocks, it's fine, fine, whatever. whatever. (laughs) Uh, uh, Which means... That that's what they're mining in Dunlap. Dane realizes... Which we know that black opals uh, were told to us by Numair earlier in the book, very, like, specifically, that black opals are the most powerful opals. Yep. Because apparently they come in strengths. (laughs) You know, a fire opal is is good for for some things, but (laughs) a moon opal, now that... Is good for other things. Uh, like how I don't come up with any specifics. Dane realizes that Yolaine is mining opals to sell to Karthak, who in turn sends her mages and soldiers. Uh, after Mora falls asleep, the wolves and the squirrel Dane saved named Flicker uh, return <laughs> from stealing the food from the mining camp um, and made sure to piss on all of the remaining food so that they, it couldn't be eaten. Um <laughs> Getting over her upset at the more at more unwolf-like behavior, Dane asks Flicker if he wants to help her. He agrees, and the next morning they start their journey towards the southern fort. Dane joins with Flicker, and they sneak into the fort in the squirrel's body to look around. They find rosters that show that there are thirty-seven troops, not troops, individual men. I don't know, (laughs) dudes. There are thirty-seven. Thirty-seven members in the troop. (laughs) Soldiers at the fort. Um, they also find a message from Ozorn that wants Numair and Kitten alive, but to kill Dane. Because he's got to have his collectibles. Yeah. Uh, oh, he wants to punish Numair himself. Well, that too, like, yeah. that's that's what he wants. You ripped my heart out. Yeah. Uh, they are found by Lord Rikosh, but they escape. However, Dane finds that when she gets back to her body, she is part squirrel. She rides back towards the pack with squirrel bits still attached, but stops for the night. There, the badger finds her and teaches her how to find her human body. It's just like, you think about it, and then it's there. Lol. Uh, <laughs> you can't even blame that on, on, on Drunk Reese. That was written today, I'm pretty sure. That was written today, yeah. <laughs> This is where I started back today. Uh, uh, and also reveals that the gods of the people brought uh, Dane to the valley to right what's wrong and bridge humans, animals, and immortals together. So basically, the Avatar, I guess? I mean, yeah. there's yeah. lots of, like, you got a bridge between the two worlds right? situation there. And I'm like, 
spirit world, physical world. That I at one point did write physical world instead of I did uh, see that mortal world, <laughs> mortal realm. Because last night when I was drunk, I was starting watching uh, Legend of Korra. See? Um, That'll do it. So uh, I'm the bridge. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, no, no, you were still. No, I was done. No, you finished. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when they got back to the pack the next day. Mora wants to join Dane going to the Northern Fort, and after getting ganged up on, she lets Mora, Kitten, and Ka accompany them, them meaning uh, whatever. Her she and the squirrel. And Flicker. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> she and Flicker. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. Oh. I like my voice breaking. <laughs> um. Mm. Um. Yeah, okay. Uh, at the North Fort, they count 49, 49 troops. members. <laughs> troops. I don't know why that just stayed with me. Uh, but 49 men, uh, dudes, stationed there. <laughs> uh, when Dane returns to her body, this time she is fully a squirrel. She does as the badger told her, and she returns to her human body. She's not, like, fully, fully a squirrel, but she's, like, the size of a squirrel yeah. and most parts squirrel. yeah. Um, but, uh, she returns to her human body. When Dane fully returns to her body, she finds that they have a new member of the party, uh, <laughs> whose name I pronounce Yakoju. I pronounce it Yakoju. Yakoju? Yakoju. See? Yakoju is, I don't know. I, I see an I and an A and I go, yeah. 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 But I see it, and I immediately just... Anything that isn't English, I pronounce like I would pronounce it in Spanish. <laughs> um, so you guys are lucky that I don't pronounce it Iacahu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, uh, Iacoju, uh, the escaped Iacoju. ogre, she tells them that Tristan lured the ogres to the mortal realm by promising them farms, and, but instead enslaved them to mine opals, which is... Uh, Horrible. Fucked up. I hate it. Really I fucked hate up. it fucked so up much. on so many levels. <sighs> Mora offers to give Yakoju and her people farms in Dunlath if she helps them, and she agrees. Because, okay, yeah. I have to say the best part about Mora's character is mm -hmm. um, she is a noble noble. So she's yeah. like, no, no, our duty is to the people. And 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 once she, once my sister uh decided to be treasonous she gave up her claim to any title i'm lucky if i don't go down with her pretty much it's like she's like they used to hang children for stealing you yeah. know that yeah <laughs> jeez uh the company i call start calling them the company compatriots it's just, easier it's a lot <laughs> That leaves at dawn to go to the Western Pass. I don't remember why they're going to the Western Pass, but they are. Um, but on the way, they are needed to help Tate, the hunter, get free from one of his own traps. One of his wolf hounds finds Dane. Pretty Foot. Pretty Foot. His name Pretty is Foot. Pretty Foot. And this is a good name. The man gave me this name, and it is a good name. <laughs> You're right. Yes. You are completely right. It is Pretty a good Foot. name. It is a very good name. Um finds Dane, and so while Taka takes the report to New Mare through the force field, the rest of them go and save Tate. After being rescued, Tate confesses that he had left the castle after seeing a scene where Gissa? Gissa, yes. 
I always read it as Gisa, Gisa because it's because just your name with a it's G. It's just Risa with an with a G. So, but Gisa is probably. I found how myself it's doing the same thing, and I had to go. Nope, yeah, it's, it's probably Gisa. It's it's Gisa. Uh, one of Tristan's mages chopped her own hand off after getting a drop of a potion on it. Um, Jesus fucking Christ! Chapter eight has so much shit. <laughs> For happen. real though, like. This, this chapter is, eight this feels is Tammy's, like it goes on forever. Ch- fucking, all oh right, here's everything I haven't told you yet. Boom. Pretty much. It's like, oh God. Um, while Tate cleans up so and Taka is still taking the message to Numair, Dane joins with an eagle. Uh, she, goodness. Okay. With an eagle. <laughs> and like, she sees important shit, plume of smoke. And yet again, Rikosh realizes it's Dane joined with an animal because he's smart like that. Actually, this isn't the one where he notices it. It's the, this is the first one. I wrote yeah. the wrong thing. He notices the next time she joins with the eagle, but I don't know if I actually talk about the next time she joins with the eagle. So, oh, well. Whatever. Um, uh, Dane returns to her body and they hide from Hurrocks, uh, looking for... Iajo, Iakujo, Koju, <laughs> Iakoju. There we go. Uh, <laughs> then Storwings looking for who the fuck knows what because Storwings. They're like, fucking- is it the dragon? <laughs> I was like, why would they be looking for the dragon? <laughs> this this makes no sense to me, Tate. Why did you suggest this? But then Dane's like, oh yeah, you're it's probably right. It. And it's like you gotta be and right, then, man. And then at this point, um. Tate tells Dane about the hunt god uh, Weirin. Yeah, and she's just like he, he, he like he he keeps mentioning the name, and she's like, "Well, you keep saying that name. Who is this? Who's what god is this? <laughs> I've never heard of." And it's like, "Oh wow, it's a it's a guy. It's a dude with antlers, and he shows up Golden at Beltane." And, and you know. And, and she's like, that sounds familiar. And it's like, a few chapters ago, you had a dream of your mom being with that guy. Like, put two and two together, Dane. Anyway. But she, she can't. She will she, not. She <laughs> physically cannot. Taka returns and tells Dane that Alana and Raul are there, are with Numer. But no, they can't break the force field because it's absorbing power, not reflecting it. Dane sent the company on to the western pass but she and cloud go to the village so that she can sneak into the castle but not physically lol <laughs> yeah so she she sends her her brain uh she meets two amazing cats that i love with all of yes. my heart i love them more than anything else in this book yes. uh blueness which is an older tom cat <laughs> and his and his little kitten friend scrap who he um is holding down to clean and it just remind <laughs> it just reminds me of we used to have these two cats, Loverboy and Scout. Fantastic cats. Yes. When Scout was a kitten, she couldn't clean herself. She, like, left her fur up at ridiculous <laughs> angles. So Loverboy, who was very, he was, like, 25-pound cat. This cat was large. Um, he just, like, put a paw on her and would just lick her until, she, like, it She tried to fight it, and then it was stuff. just like, okay. And then he just, he did that for the rest of his life. He would clean her. Uh, Fantastic. Yes. Um, then she joins with Scrap the kitten to go explore. They then find the sitting room Tristan uses to meet with people. Inside, uh, Gissa is being fit for a prosthetic <laughs> hand, which is cool. Um, yeah. Just, I think having prosthetics in your world bit building yes. is so good. Yes. Like, just uh, giving us right off the bat some, like inclusion of disabilities and how they are cared for in this world. Yeah. And I think 
there's actually quite a bit, I would think, of, like, yeah. disability rep in these books. Especially in the Circle books. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Because, like, we also have, like, PTSD and stuff in the Circle books. Yeah. Um, a little bit in this, but not so much. Yeah, definitely. Not definitely a little bit much. in this. But I feel like she definitely saves that for her uh, broken children of the Circle of Magic books. Yeah. My babies. The babies. Um, my babies. <laughs> Um, they find out that Tristan knows that the Lioness Numair and Raoul are there, and he says that he's bre- he's been brewing blood rain, which sounds like the most evil thing in existence, right? <laughs> which is what got onto Gissa's skin, you know, that sh- made her cut her fucking hand off. Um, they're going to dump it in the river to kill all of the troops and, like, everyone and everything else. Jesus fucking Christ, these people are short-sighted as fuck. Yeah, but it's fine. It's fine, sister. It'll clear out in seven years. They comfort Yolaine by saying, they're like, it's fine. It's fine. Which also, uh, in that scene, um, Dane notices that uh, Tristan is a little too familiar with Yolaine. He is fucking Yolaine. He is fucking Yolaine. And Belden knows it and doesn't care. Doesn't care. But goddamn, that guy can drink. (laughs) Yeah, Belden is slamming them back that entire scene. He drinks five. He's, five, he, yeah, he drinks one. five drinks, and then Dane notes that it doesn't affect his speech at all, <laughs> or his behavior. It's like, damn, dude. Dude. Dude is a Viking. Um, <laughs> Dane steals a horse from the village. Okay, I guess it isn't stealing if he willingly comes with her. In fact, he not only volunteers saying he's the fastest, but every other horse in the village goes, yeah, no, he's the fastest. You gotta take him. <laughs> like yeah that's right bitch <laughs> although cloud uh doesn't uh, appreciate uh um, <laughs> cloud's like um, yeah, the calm down there stallion but, just um, get her where she needs to go it makes me think sorry what i what i it makes me think of that bit in over the garden wall where they're like we stole fred <laughs> no fred's a talking horse he can do what he wants <laughs> that's yes i want to steal things okay that's <laughs> that's what fred the horse wants to do yeah. um <laughs> uh, but she steals a horse to go to the barrier ASAP and calls to all her compatriots with her magic to meet her there so she can get the stupid information about the stupid blood rain to stupid new mayor. Sorry, I'm getting heated. <laughs> There's just so much fucking stuff. But I love that you start uh, the chapter nine with exactly what I was going to put. <laughs> Shit gets Shit real. Shit gets real. <laughs> it's like a declaration of war is the name of it the is. chapter, I think. Yes. Um, It's fantastic. It's what... War is declared. That's it. Beautiful name. Uh, shit gets real. Dane fills everyone in, and Tate asks to go and warn all the servants in the castle to get out, and she says, yeah, sure. Dane finally <laughs> sleeps for once, but at dawn, um, she gets up, and then as the marmot quick munch, she attends what is basically a war meeting on the other side of the barrier with all the usual suspects. <laughs> basically, Alana and Numer tell Dane that they can't break the barrier, and no one can come help for like at least four days, but she can do, but she can do it if they find the physical model being used for the spell and breaking the opals in it. No big deal. You know, just get in there, kill the MacGuffin and, and we'll be done. Um, they all decide that the best plan is to draw the forces to opposite ends of the valley by attacking both forts at the same time. The ogres rebelling in the North and Mora blowing up the South. (laughs) Sorry, that's a... Gr- yeah. Uh, they decide to strike the next morning at 9 a.m. when Numair hits the barrier again to signal them to start. Dane brings Kitten with her to pick locks for her. 
Ah, uh, this, I just typed a bunch of A's. Um, <laughs> then the next bullet point. No, okay, so Dane convinces all the animals to help because of course she does. So they all go fuck up buildings and supplies. The next morning, Dane makes sure that only the majors and nobles are in the castle by way of mice. Um, she finds out through the mice. Um, and when the gong hits, they all get to work. There's a gigantic explosion in the south and Dane is impressed. <laughs> She's like, how did Mora, we don't know how Mora did it. No, we do. We do. In the epilogue, I they say- I read the epilogue. It didn't say. Flower. The epilogue says flower. What? Yeah. She's like walking off with Numair. Uh, flower heated under pressure explodes, replied Numair. Yeah, they stopped okay. to eat lunch near the spot where the southern fort had once okay, stood. there we go. It was a ruin. No buildings were left inside the blackened remains of the wall. Dane eyed the destruction. Odd. <laughs> Kegs of flour did this? That's it. Yeah, um, it's true. Uh, <laughs> once inside, Dane gets Scrap and Balloonist to help her again, and they all uh, and they find all the mages' workrooms, but no sign of the model. Still, no luck in Tristan's rooms either. But uh, Yolaine sees them and throws a fit before running off. I like to insert here that she showed up in a very thin robe. Bitch yeah. was fucking Tristan, hardcore. Anyway. Um, yeah. But he's off at one of the ends of the valley right, right now. <laughs> I, I love the moment when she's calling for everybody and Dane's like, bitch, they ain't here. <laughs> yeah. um, they, uh, Yolene sees them, throws a fit before running off. Uh, they finally think to look in the tower, which was honestly the most obvious place, but like, whatever. However, Scrap and Blueness tell her that a cold lizard lives there, so none of the animals will go there. Dane understands that this is a cold fang set to protect it until the end of time. Dane goes up anyway, telling the cats to get out and finds cold fang, then promptly falls down the stairs, followed by the cold fang. Yeah, she's like, okay, I'm going to try and shoot. And then she slips and then she just tumbles down. Um, pursued by the cold fang, Dane searches for something to fight with in the tower. Her strength fails her when she tries to use a war axe, so her friends, Kitten, Blueness, and Scrap, come to her aid. They blind and confuse the cold fang long enough for Dane to sufficiently chop the fucker up with her axe. That's mine. In the, <laughs> yep. In the fight, Scrap has been thrown against a wall and, like Faithful before her, has died. But no, not so fast. <laughs> Dane will not let this happen. She calls upon the strength of the gods of the animals and hears from Old White. He and hears Old White in a female voice, Queen Claw, which allows Scrap another chance. Queen Claw is the first cat, and and Old um, White is is the the wolf god. Yeah, the first wolf, the first wolf. and his mate is um, Black Knight. Black Knight. Thank you. I was like. <laughs> Wolf Knight. <laughs> uh, um, oh, yeah. Ooh, and they allow Scrap another chance, and I'm, like, crying at this point reading the book, and my husband's like, are you okay? Yes, and it's fine. Like, it's it's fine. No, this is good. She lives. It's fine. <laughs> Still needing to get the job done, Dane locates the model and, calling on the strength of Old White, smashes the opals. There is an explosion knocking Dane out but also taking down the barrier. Oh, snap. She got it done. Uh, she awakes to new mare, pu pull it, putting a smelly flower in her nose. Uh, okay, he puts it under her nose, but I liked saying he put it in her nose better. Uh, the barrier has fallen and her troops have been efficient. He is so happy to see her. He hugs her tight, like blueness's relief when Scrap's lifeless body was inhabited again. Because I, know, I saw- he purrs so, so loud. loud. That it, like, reverberates in the hall. And I'm like, oh my gosh, baby. I love you. Sweet, sweet baby. 
the reunion doesn't last long before a Hurok mounted by Tristan. Tristan. I keep trying to call Tristan. 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 Appears. Dane makes quick work of the Hurok, and Numer sets off to end things with his fellow mage. Stormwings appear, led by Lord Rakash. So Dane gets their attention. She proves herself a danger to them and tells Lord Rakash that they don't need to fight and he can just go. Um, <laughs> he notes that the Emperor, uh, Ozorn, mm. that oh. he can expect no... He's going to have to tell him that he can expect tell, Yeah, more. that he can expect no more opals from Dunlap. Two Stormwings lose their tempers when Rakash starts to leave and they make one last move. For Dane, dying in the process. It's worth noting these are ones that have been with uh, Rakash every time, and they keep trying to be antagonistic towards Dane when he's like, guys, this is not what we're fucking here for. I love Rakash. He's all business. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh, and also, he, he says to tell Mora goodbye and to be good. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> they actually, they, they do say that in, um, in their first encounter with uh, Rakash and Mora, Rakash tells Dane that Stormwings can't, like, it's very yeah. hard for them to have children. Like, super hard. So they... They value other people's children. Value other people's children, especially those that are being abandoned, which is what Mora is. Yeah. You know, she's being neglected. So Poor they're baby. there to try and help And she's her. not being and allowed to in... play with her friends in the village, and they think she's a yeah. snob now. Yeah. I feel very strongly for Mora. Um, well, Yeah. <laughs> That's you, Numer turns Yeah, no, Tristan. I had to, I was like, wait, is that? Uh, Numer yeah. turns Tristan into a tree, and they remember they need to get Yolaine and Belden to bring them to justice. Dane finds Belden's body, having committed suicide, and written a confession of his crimes. But no, Yolaine. When she comes to report Num- to Numer, the pack and, and Ayakoju are there to greet her. <laughs> Dane finds out from Cloud that Yolaine took off forever ago and uh they're like well i guess she's gone i mean that's been two and a half hours since the barrier went down and uh dan goes nah that ain't good enough and (laughs) she gets some things for the pack to sniff so that they can go after her would you like to continue sister uh yeah and then dane is like okay i'll i'll mind join with you guys on like when you go do it because i want to just fucking do this so she like gets in the lake and it amplifies her power because it's really cold water um and so instead of just joining them in her mind as a wolf no she just fully shapeshifts into a wolf and goes off and hunts with the pack i love it and they fucking hunt yolaine down and um like I love her. I love that they rein in Dane. Like, nope, you're one of the wolves yeah. now. Sorry, you yeah. got it. Yeah, I love it. Fall back. Uh, Broke Fang. <laughs> Broke Fang goes. I'm sorry. Are you gonna? Are you going to lead the hunt? And she's like, No. Why would I? What you are you crazy? Experience. <laughs> and he's like, Okay, let's go. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, they hunt down Yolaine and um, make her do the walk of shame back. Although, <laughs> Dane turns back into human form. Um, in order to, you know, threaten Yolaine and shit. Uh, and, um... Oh! I forgot she she manages to, uh... They, they manage to catch her because uh, they corner her and Dane talks to her horse and is like, Hey, you want to ditch this bitch? <laughs> we got her from yeah. here. You can go home. Everything's safe. Go back to the... Go back to the... Fight. Yeah, the wolves won't get you. I promise you, you're safe. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. And then Yolaine goes, slap, get go. Oh, no, she hits him in between the ears. Yeah. And you're like, nope, I'm done. 
And Drop he just throws her. her. Um, Love it. <laughs> but uh, Dane comes back without her clothes. And so she takes the time to go get clothes from where she stashed them in a cavern nearby. Yeah, and, and they're like, like dirty clothes. Dude, just be naked. It's fine. Just be a wild be child. Naked. It's fine. Um, and so then they arrest Yolaine. Yeah. And then that's pretty much the end that's of the pretty book. Pretty much it. And then there's an epilogue, which is the same as all of the epilogues in these books of just saying your goodbyes to everyone. Because yeah. they're like, we gotta keep moving on. And everyone's like, but really, you have to leave? I, I, I feel like there's definitely a hint of, of I'll miss you most of all to Ka. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because that's the one where she like, because like, Mora comes to her and she's been crying and she's upset and, and, and Dane's like, hey, it's okay, kiddo. And then she's having to part with Taka and she's like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, same though. Yeah. Same, same. But yeah. So what do we think of the book? I think it's a good book. <laughs> uh, yeah. I really, really liked so she made a very big theme about examining, like, innate good, mm -hmm. basically. And there's a really awesome conversation between Dane and Cloud um, about, like, does yeah. someone's, like, she, does it make someone evil if it's just that their nature opposes your nature? Like, as a horse, uh, you know, like, to her... Her nature is opposed wolf, to the wolves, yeah. but... yeah. They're but friends. it doesn't mean that, yeah, it doesn't mean that they're all bad. It doesn't mean that they're evil. It just means that they are, you know, opposites. They're, they're not, like, the same. And then it, it's kind of examined about, like, are the Stormwings innately evil? Or is it that they are just, it's just that their natures oppose Danes. Mm -hmm. Because that's what they were brought into being to be. Yeah, because like were... she she she's she tries to go on tirades like a lot to Mora, being like, "How can you be friends with Stormwings? They eat dead yeah. bodies." And she's like, "They can't help how they were made." Like, yeah, <laughs> it's their nature, and she's man. Like, I can't believe that you're friends with wolves who eat people. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, in fact, in uh, I, I, I just, I just, I just, you know, go into reading like the afterwards because they're having some good insights. But like one of them was uh, basically she, uh, Tamara Pierce was like, uh, yeah, I didn't want Dane to be racist. So basically, this entire book is about making Dane not racist. Uh, she, it, it's like. Okay, take those preconceived notions and 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 realize that every everyone and everything's an individual. It's not the sum of you know. It's not just part of some group. Yeah, you can't just decide things are 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 bad or good, and and yeah, you gotta see how the actions are taken. Yeah, and it's definitely all very um, heavy handed. Very heavy handed, but but I don't. Yeah, that's not really. And honestly, in the part where we're like, what don't we like? Because I figure that's mm -hmm. going to be the shortest part for me. Uh, yeah. I was like, honestly, there isn't much I dislike in this book. Because yes, it is very heavy handed in its message. But it works for its audience. It's a good, yeah. like, let's just hammer this home and we'll do it in a way that, like, you can emotionally get invested in. And yeah. I feel like as a child, when I read this, it, it wasn't heavy handed. Yeah. To me. Like, it was enough to make me go, hey. Yeah. That, yeah. 
hate people because of who they are. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but otherwise, I think, honestly, the... She really just finds the way she wants to tell stories. Yeah. And it means that it's so engaging. And it really... F- it's one of those things where, like, I pick it up and I can't put it down because there's no place to take a break where I'm not <laughs> excited to see what's going to happen yeah. next. Yeah. No, it's it's really... I, I think that the best part of it for me is that um, very quickly into Dane, she realized that she wanted to tell this story essentially f- through the lens of animals. And yeah. so it's like, okay... How do animals think what, like, the, there's a lot of, like, rituals that the wolves do that mm-hmm. are, you know, real wolf things. And it's just, like, okay, drawing drawing parallels between what the wolves do to what the humans do. And it's, like, it's a lot of seeing similarities in nature and also viewing human actions through nature's lens and being, like, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is going to affect you, too, you know? Like, you know that, right? <laughs> I you mean, realize you're scaring okay, off the okay. game, right? Like, that's, okay. that's your food, too. So, just suddenly hit me. It's like Fern Gully. It is. It is like Fern Gully. It's that same kind of a heavy-handed thing, but it doesn't really matter because you're having a fun time. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a good time. Mm-hmm. I love Fern Gully. Yeah. It's, what a bizarre movie. What an absolutely bizarre movie. Tim Curry's there. Um, okay, who would you cast Tim Curry as in this book? <laughs> I'm thinking, like, a young Tim Curry as Belden yes. would be very good. That was exactly what I was thinking, honestly. Yeah. Sorry. I, it was very important was that very I knew this. Important. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, but, uh, okay, you, you want to go into what we liked? Yes. Okay. Taka. Taka. Like I said, I forgot about him. And it's so weird because he's actually a very formative character for me. <laughs> because, yeah. like, I can't believe he's I just forgot so about good. his entire existence. He has, like, the energy of, like, a mischievous senior. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. sneaking out of the nursing home. Like, that's, like, the energy he gives. <laughs> yeah. I snuck out of the Divine Realms. I was fucking bored. <laughs> And he's like, ah, to become a messenger at my age. He's <laughs> so funny. He's like, he's specifically like an elderly gay man. Yes. Who's very mischievous. That's the energy he gives off. Yes. He's an elderly gay uh, man who. To be uh, a messenger at my age. Was a, a, a teacher. And so he can't shake those teacher habits. But like. Yes. <laughs> professor yes. specifically. Yes. Yeah. It's very different than like great yeah, teachers yeah, yeah, yeah. who are also of a very specific energy. <laughs> also, yes. And then there's high school um, teachers where it's it's a very different energy, but that's completely yeah. warranted. But, but yes. <laughs> but yes, that's that's everything he gives and we love it. Yes. And and I love him eating rocks all delicately. Yep. And then he's like honestly touched. The wolves are like, would you like to join us for the hunt? And he's like, Oh, thank you. But no. That's so sweet. <laughs> I don't eat that, but I appreciate it. I appreciate the offer to participate. You know? <sighs> um, um, oh, also. Yeah, and I already talked yeah. about Russet playing with Kitten. Uh, I absolutely loved that. Yeah. And again, just Kitten being in this was 
so good. I feel like well, dragons in general it's, are good. It's the like, second book of every series where she is like, you know what? This book needs a little mischievous animal. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but no, my uh, my my absolute favorite part of the entire book is is a kitten getting sassy with the locks, like. Because as they are breaking into the tower, um, the ro- the the rocks, the locks <laughs> gets get um, progressively, progressively harder. Yeah, and and so she like like she, she knocks the first one off almost with ease, and she's like, "Fucking show that with who's boss." And, and she, they like keep she keeps having to change her frequencies and change how she does things. And she's just like, <clears throat> "Bitch, this lock thought it could outstand me." Just like. Mm, walking away with a little attitude and i'm just like oh i live for this <laughs> yeah um then uh, blueness and scrap oh. just existing i love them so much yes. they are just to me lover boy and scout yes um like straight down to well blueness is not a tuxedo mm. cat but i always imagine he is he's just very he's a black cat with like a white patch right i think so all I um, really remember about it is that he fell into the uh, blue dye yeah. when he was a kitten, and that's why they call him Blueness. <laughs> yeah, he's so. I love him. I oh, love them both. Yeah, and their relationship of just like that, like fatherly uh, un- uncle type relationship. Yeah, of just like it affection. It honestly it. It feels like it mirrors uh, New Baron Dane, like yeah. r- right down to like them being the, the older male being so like relieved to see that his charge is is okay, and yeah. just like oh, I was so scared for you, and <laughs> it's good, it's it's, it's real yeah. good, and also the the young one being sassy and getting into stuff that they're not supposed to, and he's like, good yeah. God, <laughs> yeah. Because Numer throughout the book is threatening to, he's like, Dane, if you if you do anything, if you get hurt, I will lock you in a dungeon. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Numer, this isn't how you, this isn't parenting. You're not doing a good job. <laughs> he's trying, <laughs> uh, but also all the animal gods, the fucking wild gods, just being just existing. That was also very formative. Yeah. This the idea of like they're just walking all around. animals having their yeah. own their own gods and what would that be? That would be the first of their species. Like mm-hmm. that's so cool to me. Yes, it really, really is. I like the first the first alligator or is it a crocodile? It's a crocodile because they're the crocodile, Nile, basically. Yeah, yeah. In uh, in tempest and tempest and slaughter. Thank you. I- I only catch the T in that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, mm, I love me some animal gods. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and my last point there was people just fucking tell, telling Dane about her dad and she has no idea. Yeah. I mean, like, to be fair, like, spoilers, but spoilers. she's had a magic placed on her so that she doesn't ask questions. Like... It, that yeah. that yes that is that is true yes but without but. the magic i still think that she probably wouldn't figure she it out she still doesn't like think about it when she's not there yeah like yeah <sighs> yeah 
comes around about the time you were conceived, Dane. Yeah. In the mountains. Yeah. Oh, also, Tate fucking knows who Dane is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Dane, like, talks about how she met the wolves. Oh, and, you know, that wolf he's like, where, yeah, he's like, where are you from? She's like, oh, Snowsdale. I don't know if you know it. And he goes, oh, you're that one. <laughs> She's like, it's Oof. mostly not true, I think. <laughs> I wasn't crazy. I'm just magic. <laughs> I didn't know I was magic. <laughs> I, yes, I did kill all of those bandits with my bare hands. However, consider <laughs> this. They killed. <laughs> In all fairness. They killed my mother, prepared to die. <laughs> <laughs> they killed my mom, my grandpa. And all of our fucking animals. Every single animal. Every animal. animal. So, you know. But yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the book. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite headcanon about this book? Uh, so I guess that I had two. Uh, <laughs> one was really dumb. But I feel like Flicker was enamored of Dane. Like, because he, he did get really excited when he saw her uh, looking part squirrel. He's like, hey. You looked okay for a second there. <laughs> it's like, oh, he gives her a, a, a wet, a wet uh, squirrel kiss, and I'm just like, oh, oh. Um, but my other one was that Tristan he hates Numair because Ozorn liked him better. Uh, by which I mean he only fucks Tristan because Numair isn't there. I mean, you say this is a headcanon, but it's based. I mean, in all fairness, it's I not mean- specifically said, <laughs> especially now no. that uh, Tristan's a tree. Um. I mean, they're not really going to touch no. on that. Uh, no, <laughs> but an apple okay. tree. <laughs> Knowing him, sour apples. Oh, um, but Dane. the um, that's 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 pretty much to me. Yeah, yeah. That that's just their relationship. Also, it's just like so much jealousy going on there. So much, but jealousy. also ex boyfriend energy. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Really though, <laughs> like. It's just what it feels like. Just continuing to say everyone in this world is bi. <laughs> especially Tristan and, you know, but not Yelaine. Not Yelaine. is straight. Yeah. Belden is not. Belden, no. And that's why he doesn't give a shit what his wife does. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fine, she can like, get some. I don't have to have sex with her. I can. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> I actually like the fact that Belden straight up, like, he writes, you know, I'm killing myself. Like, that's yeah. obviously Coward's Way Out. But um, just the fact that he's like, I mean, I don't blame her. Yeah. I allowed myself. He's like, to I, I be... wasn't seduced to the dark side. This, I, I made my choices. I am a, a treasonous piece of shit. Uh, I deserve everything that's coming to me. Uh, I'm going to dip. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But, uh, yeah. So what is the next book we're going to be reading? The next book is Emperor Mage. Which, I'm not going to lie, is my favorite book in the quartet. It's really good. Um, So I'm incredibly excited to read it. Um, And I'm excited to see what other people think about it as well. So please talk about this book, these books with us. Yeah. Because if you join our Discord... Um, which the link to that is in the description wherever you are <laughs> listening to this. But if you join our Discord, we have an entire channel where we, you know, say the book of the month is this, and then 
people talk about it in, in within spoilers and stuff, and we mm-hmm. have discussions about it, and it's really cool. And I want you guys to do that more, because it yeah. makes me happy. Okay. But yeah, so <laughs> see you guys next time. Um, I'm, as a reminder, I'm Risa. I'm Ariana. Keep on reading. Keep on reading.